Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, hello you. I'm Stephen Bailey. And I'm Zoe Lyons, and this is Let's Talk About the Husband, the podcast where we delve into all things reality TV. Well, do we? Well, we do delve. Yeah, we do delve. We do delve. I guess we kind of delve. I just thought, here she is making it all posh. Yeah. Delve. Do you like that? Sounds like we're making a documentary about reality TV scorned. <laughs> Don't you think? We're going to delve. Delve is a very unused word. I, I like the word delve. I'm going to use it. In fact, I'm writing it down now. Use the word delve more. Do you know because we're watching more... I mean, I watch too much reality TV anyway, and now we're doing a reality TV-based podcast, that um, I've started reading more books because my vocabulary has gone out the window. Really? Yeah, so it's another positive from reality TV. Like, because I don't know if you've watched, I mean, I'm sending you loads of clips, but like when you mm-hmm. watch The Hills, The Real Housewives, mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about shortly, which is Love Island, it's all, I was doing this stuff and it was like, and I, do you know what, like, and then at the end of the day, and she said, and I was like, and do you know what I mean? That's a, that is a sentence from one of the shows. Right. And I was like, my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It's gone so piss poor, I need to read a book. And then I read books, I go, I don't even know what that word means. So I'm like on my phone Googling what things mean to make the story make sense. So you're you're saying that reality TV has dumbed you down to a point where you've realised you it's need to... It's dumbed me down, yeah, but this is where reality up. TV is still the hero. It's brought me back up because it's made me realise we should all be reading more. Do you read? Yes, yes. I re- do you know Often. when I um I have a book on the go in the bathroom. So I when you read I'm, when you poo. Basically, Stephen. Yes, that's what I do. How long you sat down for? Well, long enough to sort of get half a chapter out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I go for a poo. This is our oh, cat. You, you have to ask me what I'm reading at the moment. You have to ask me oh, what I'm reading. What you're reading at the moment? I am reading. How to find meaning in the later half of life. Whilst you're having a dump? Yeah. It's a, it's sort of um, Jungian-based therapy. What's whilst, Jungian? Well, from young... Like for it, young people? No, not for young people. It's uh, Jung was a psychologist. Oh, and, um, J-U-N-G. J-U-N-G. Yeah. 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 And um, so, yeah, finding meaning in the second half of life is what I'm reading at the moment. It's quite interesting. 
What yeah. uh, the second half? How old are you? I'm fifty. I suppose you are the second half. Oh well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> fifty to hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is very much this. I mean, it's not. This is not going to make a hundred, is it? You're going to make a hundred. You're very fit. You eat like lettuce and run and shit. You go in I, the sea. Yeah, but I'm not going to make a hundred. No you way. Will. I no think you way. Will. Lesbians don't quit, babe. Lesbians don't quit. No, he's just going to run and run. Um, I'm 50. So I am, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the same age as a lot of people on Love Island's parents. I think Love Island's grandparents. Babe. Oh! <laughs> so what's the average age on Love Island? It's about 22, isn't it? That's what they are. If that, they're like 19 these days with their no. ripped bodies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know an awful lot about Love Island, but I did watch a bit of the last series, right, from last year. So give so- us your headlines about Love Island, because people, this is, you know, this is a global phenomenon. Aww. It is the highest rated entertainment show. Is it? Oh, it was at one point. Wow. Like people, when it's on, people lose yeah. their shit about it. They're tweeting about it. Overnight, mm-hmm. the contestants get mm-hmm. like a million followers. That is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. That is incredible. Which and tells must you the be... viewership, because if you think about it, you get, they say on average, if you're on a TV show, you get like 10% of the people watching will actually make the effort to follow you. Wow. Okay. I don't get that. No. Well, you, no. I bet you get 10%. It's just No, ratings. I mean, if I, if, I, if I do something on the telly, I get yeah. two extra followers. That's what no. I get. Yeah, two. I think in our profession... And then one drops off. Do you ever get that when you drop one and you're like, oh, my God, one's gone. I've lost one. Yeah. 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 I've got so few, I notice when one goes. <laughs> but do you plug your socials at um, live gigs? No, I, I find that... that I've, I, do you know what? Uh, do you? Yes, babe. It's where you end up getting all your followers from. Oh, I always find it really... Arse twitchingly awful when people do that at the end of gigs. No, but I don't do it. So this is what I do. I do it just before my last joke. So they still end on a big punch. Right. Where do you expect them to know to come and find you? They don't know that you're on social media. It's like, of course you've got to do it. I'm robbing Catherine Ryan's audience by the second. I see. uh, You're so good at this. I'm so I need your help. I do need your help. But it's how you'll sell your own tour. Okay. So do I need to get on Love Island? Is that what's happening here? Yes. Okay. Well, actually, it'd be very difficult for you because um, Love Island, I don't think it's exactly what they said. I think the media did twist it. But basically, Mm. the headline was um, Love Island bosses say um, LGBT people on mm. Love Island is logistically difficult. Right. You're a logistical nightmare. For them. I, I'm guessing it's not just my sexuality that would throw up some issues for them well, if I were to appear on Love Island. But it would be a big one. Well. You've got the age thing. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Old and gay. I'm not going to get on, am I? Even though I've got a six pack. And, I, you know, I'd do my back sack and crack before I went on, so I'd look amazing. <laughs> You do a tan, get a little Bowie, little David Bowie in the head. <laughs> I'd get a spray tan. Is that essential, a spray tan, to get on Love Island? Yes, babe. Oh. You don't really see pale people. And do you know what? It was funny. I can't remember who it was. Was it Kurt? It was Dr. Alex. Dr. Alex. Um, they, 
so he so they had this guy who's a doctor dr alex george and now he's like you know he's like a tv doctor now obviously he is and um, was he a real, contestant yeah but he's okay. a real doctor he was a real doctor is a real doctor but he was the only one without a tan like he had very fair skin mm-hmm. and it was commented on so much in the press that mm-hmm. it was like he doesn't tan and that he's gone red and mm-hmm. not, he's gone pink instead of like bronze. brown yeah yeah but he was absolutely gorgeous and charming but the problem mm. was then it's typical thing in it the girls don't want the nice guy no this no. is where they need to not make gays logistically different because is by um because i'm always like we'll drop one of us in to give them some advice because i would i would throttle not properly some of these girls to be like mm. What are you doing? Mm. It's called Love going Island. To... Yeah. He's got to run off with the money. Yeah. Do they always go for the bad boys? They always just go for the right rotter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... See, I'm obviously not an expert in this field, so I had to sort of Google around it and I had a look at some of the sort of previous um, series. What I'm very disappointed about uh, was I discovered... Uh, I think it might have been in the first um, season... Uh, there was a bloke called Jordan Ring who went out with a Zoe Brown, and if they'd got married and she'd double barreled her name, she'd have been Ring. Zoe. She'd have been Zoe Brown Ring, and I just feel that was a massive opportunity missed. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have married him just for the. If my name was Brown and his name was Ring, I'd have married him just for the laugh, just for the gag. Oh my yeah. god. Brown ring. And you know they're not bright enough to think it through. Oh, double barrel that, eh? Mm. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you? What do you write? Oh, I need. I kind of want to know your headlines about Love because it is different to all the other reality shows. It's a competition. Mm-hmm. The aim of the game is in mm. the title. Like they're supposed mm. to be there to find love, and we've not really engaged about a competition reality show yet. Mm. I want your headlines. Do you think they're there to find love? Do you think the producers are picking people that are there to find love? Why is there no people without a six pack? Why is there no, you know, why has no one got yellow teeth? Yeah. I mean, you talk about sexual diversity. There is no diversity. There's very little diversity, isn't there? They're all stereotypically very good looking. What society, you know, what we Instagram-y good looking. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, so when I watched the last season, I, um, particularly coming off the back of a pandemic and sort of, you know, global meltdown, I thought maybe they'll use this opportunity to to uh, to to dish up something a little bit different, to dish up something a little bit a little bit meatier, a little bit more depth to it perhaps. They hadn't. They really hadn't. I watched a few episodes. They really the conversations that were being had were not what I would call meaty. They were no. <laughs> they were flimsy in the extreme. Flimsy in the extreme. Do you know what I find interesting as well about it is going, I think everyone's come out of the pandemic wanting mm. a bit more. Like, I don't know if the last season of Love Island was the most talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think there is things like, you know, like we want to watch a place in the sun because we're mm-hmm. always like, oh, I'd love to know I have an house in Spain. I and I think that's what it used to be like, is be like, let's watch these fit people mm-hmm. on holiday being fit, maybe have a snog. Oh my God, did they shag on camera? That yeah. vibes. Mm-hmm. And I think after the pandemic, we're all a bit like... This isn't enough. It's not enough. It's enough. Like, 
we've all just sat around. I don't want to watch people sit around now, but in the sun. Like, imagine one of them turned around and was like, I was reading the Da Vinci Code over the, <laughs> over the pandemic. Fuck me, it was hard to get my head round. But you'd be like, sorry, what? Yeah. And what were your takeaways? <laughs> so I think, yeah, is it enough that it's just fluff? That it is as fluffy as the fluff in their navels. But, but it, it, some of those boys have got some massive navels, haven't they? There must be a lot of fluff in navels. Massive navels. That's what I'm noticing. It is that because they are so fit. And I've worked with a few Love Island people post mm-hmm. Love Island. So have I. Who have you worked with? I've worked with Al Booker, mm. who is... And this is the thing, right? Because I'm sat there having conversations with him about meditation about fitness but not in an annoying way in like a way where i was like you know i really struggle to lose weight because i like Mm. i'm i think i'm addicted to sugar essentially i don't enjoy exercise like whereas they really enjoy it they understand nutrition and it's like Mm -hmm. why don't you even show this side of it like he's quite spiritual wow you never get that side of it would you no but i think that's more like i've sat with him going oh god like like you go into it yeah this is where we're wrong, going, oh, God, this is going to be a long day then, isn't it? What we're going to talk to them about? And then you end up having some of the best, like, I've had better conversations with some Love Island people than I have with other comedians. Really? Yeah, yeah okay. Really yeah, okay. Just because it's like they do have a take and it's a yeah. different take. And like I say, it's like hearing them talk about, like, food and understanding nutrition and, mm-hmm. you know, the spiritual side of it as well. And they're all engaged with mental, well, not all of them, but the ones I met were engaged with, like, mental health and being, yeah. like... Um, because I met a guy called who was on it, Jack, mm. and he um he was the one that was deemed like oh he's not a normal Love Island contestant basically because mm-hmm. he wasn't six pack and toned, mm. but he wasn't big, you know. He just wasn't like the rest of them. He didn't have cum gutters. <laughs> Oh, I do. I do. I do. You know what? I actually do know what they are. Yeah, I do. Okay, so yeah. we went straight in. Yeah, and um, <laughs> but he was talking about like because and now he's really in shape. But he was saying like you know it's about getting your head around it and getting your head in the game. Blah blah. Mm. You have to be ready to do it. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, who have you worked with? Uh, Curtis Pritchard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, Moira Higgins. Yeah, on a bicycle show that we did for ooh, ITV. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Has that been out yet? Yeah, yeah. When was when that on? Was, that was out on ITV last year, love. Uh, oh, my on, God. I remember yeah. you going like, I'm going to go and film this ITV show. And then, yeah, did well, that. Well, that passed me by. Cycled up the uh, cycled up the Yorkshire Dales with Moira. Did you win? No. Oh. No. Did Curtis no. Pritchard win? Uh, well, that was a different show with Curtis. That was um, oh. that was for Channel Four. That was a, a stand-up comedy show. Oh, um, wait a minute! Yes. <gasps> <gasps> Let's put the violin to bed. I know this show because he was paired with Judy Love, right? Yes, he was. Yes. Who were you paired with? I was paired with uh, Katie McGlynn, uh from Corrie. She seems quite nice. She's lovely. Lovely, really lovely and very good. Yeah, she was very good. C- Curtis, bless him. Uh, I think so. I'm going to very diplomatically say he struggled a little bit with the concept of comedy. Yes, and I couldn't understand why no one was laughing at their jokes. That is this straight white male confidence I would love a bit of. 
Yeah, there you go. That's they were loving it. it, and Judy Love. It was Judy Love who I had sympathy for. Yeah, I think she 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 had a a, a difficult time, a difficult task. Yes, so that, that was quite interesting. But he talks he talks a lot about Love Island, because um, it yes, like you say, it clearly has a huge impact on their lives afterwards. Like I've only discussed what's this one. What's the one? What's this one? Is it is it May Hague? What's her name? Oh, is it Molly May? Molly May. What is a Molly May? I saw. I've, I've heard people talking about a Molly May, so I had to Google what is a Molly May. And um, <laughs> what came up? <laughs> well, uh, there was a news article about Molly May uh, releasing her autobiography, even though she's twenty-two. Which is, you know, let's be honest. Uh, there's there's not a book in it. <laughs> I'm talking about my toilet book. Uh, Molly May's producing an autobiography at 22. Yeah. What do you think it'll be about? Well, uh, about 10 pages really long, I think. people thought about Molly May, by the way, that she, like young girls were like, this is someone to look up to. She's very inspirational. Why? Like, Explain to me why. Do you know, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know why people are looking into any If everyone's like I'm obsessed with Love Island Because it's switched off TV I totally get it mm. I don't know why people are looking up to it And it's like I don't know why <laughs> so, Have I stumped you Stephen? You've stumped me for the for Everything else reality TV I can argue around But I really struggle with this Because I just do think it is vacuous nonsense and do you know what i wish they would call it like i want a million instagram followers yeah. island well that because would be more accurate wouldn't it yeah no one is looking for love or shag island yeah shag island like so yeah. it's so molly may is an english social media influencer who was runner-up in the fifth series of reality dating show Love Island, and she has been the creative director of Pretty Little Things since 2021, but that was after she was in it, so I don't know why people were like... Creative director? I yeah. mean, that sounds like she's got a massive sort of office somewhere with a view across London, doesn't it? If you've got a if you're creative director, this is what... Wasn't Molly May say it with the one that said, like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, so everything's possible? I, I, I don't know, but that sounds like something that might be in my toilet book as Yeah, well. here it is. She suggested that those less fortunate than herself in their upbringing only had themselves to blame. I don't think it was quite like that newspaper article for their lack of financial stability, stating that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Wow. Yeah. That These really... remarks backed outrage nationwide and led to calls for a resignation as Pretty Little Things creative director. What do you make of that? Well, I mean... Uh, 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 <sighs> Uh, yeah. There's a lot to break I'm, down. I'm not here. glitching. I'm, I'm glitching down. here. Yeah. This privilege. So, yeah. like, it, we do all have the same 24 hours, but we but don't we all don't have really. the same access. No, we, we don't, don't. We very much don't have the same 24 hours. Well, it's like I don't have kids, so automatically I have an easier 24 hours for someone with kids because I only yes. have to worry. I can do whatever I want. But I um, it reminds me of like when people during the pandemic were like. We're all in the same boat, and it's like, no, we no, don't. No, we're not. No, we're not. Some Felicia of us are in a Dixon, rowboat. People thought Some... you were in a park, and it was your back garden. <laughs> so we're not in the same boat. Well, then what that just shows, doesn't it, is just the sort of sense of self-centeredness that 
it's it's so self-indulgent, isn't it, to say something like that? Because you're clearly demonstrating that you have no understanding of other people's existence. But then or, who's or the really to blame? Because we do give these people the power. Like, we're the million, 1.5 million people that follow them. If we didn't follow them... Uh, 24 hours would be a bit more like ours because they wouldn't yeah. be getting branding deals. They would be because that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure you work dead hard. No one's taken away that you work really hard, but you've got a few million followers on Instagram. So you're getting mm. offers of being like, promote this for X amount, promote that for X amount. Janice yeah. and the Chippy's not getting that offer. See, that's what people do, isn't it? They do. Janice and the Chippy. <laughs> that's true, isn't it? But. You've had to explain this to me before as well, yeah. sort of branding on Instagram. Yeah. I'm not good at it very... I'm not Love Island good at it. I understand it. I don't know how... Like, for example, we might get offered... Right, how to... How, oh, God, there's so much to talk about. Okay. So, these Love Islanders come out, then Aww. they get big money deals for doing the branding thing. Money means you're mm. financially secure so you can pay all your bills. When you pay your bills, you can focus on the things that you actually want to make. If you wanted to write a book, your book would sell because you've been on Love Island, not because it's the best book to read, right? right? So you and I could go into the jungle tomorrow, come out with 500,000 followers, we could write a book and it would mm. sell. Right. But it doesn't mean our book is better than some Anybody unknown else's author. Book. Like like Janice and the Chippy could have an amazing book in her, mm. but she didn't have access to get that book out. Yeah. And people seem to, like, if you've got a book in you, write your book, write your book. Rich people say that because it's like Janice and the Chippy in Reddish, first of all, she's working all day. She might be writing a book in the evening. Then where's she sending it? Publishers don't read every book. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. is she supposed to get... And then even if she self-publishes it, she doesn't have an audience. So how is she getting an audience to buy the book? And mm. that's where remarks like that are so frigging stupid. Yes. Very well put, Stephen. Thank you, babe. Yeah. It does well. make me irate. Like, these pretty thick people... They're not all thick, but, like, pretty people uh, go on Love Island because they want to be famous. They want a million... So, yeah, but it's like... I won't get cast on Love Island, even though I should, because I'm charming, charismatic. I've got a lot to say. I've got some depth. And people would mm -hmm. fall in love with me. Yeah. But they don't put that. They don't really want to find love. And so these people go on with their amazing cum gutters and then come out and they've got so Stop much... Stop saying cum gutters. <laughs> what should I call them? I don't know. Um, love drains. <laughs> <laughs> so these people go on with their amazing love drains, right? <laughs> And they get followed because they look fit. And so we like to follow fit things on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Then they get all these followers. And then it's like you get a book. And then you read the book. Yeah. And you're like... Quite big writing. Well, I've read it in a day. Yeah. I went yeah. to school and I wasn't the prettiest in school. So I f focused on me reading. Then I entered <laughs> Love Island. Then I've got a branding deal. The end. <laughs> And it's like, and obviously not everyone on there is daft and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I think it is ridiculous because we never talk about pretty privilege, but there is a pretty privilege. I think you're right. There is a pretty privilege. And there's there a definitely... youth-obsessed culture. So it's like, if you're pretty, pretty privilege, youth-obsessed culture, then you're on this show that only wants young, pretty people. Mm -hmm. There's your privilege. So then you walk away with access to everything. You've yeah, only got an, an audience. audience. So even if a publisher... Like you could release a song and if you've got 1.5 million, your song will be a hit. Yeah. Like over a proper singer. 
because you've been auto-tuned to shit because you've got the money off that branding deal for that 10 grand post you did off the back of Love Island. So you've paid someone to produce so You've got a number one single because you've been on Love Island, not because you're a talented singer. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Do you feel... Do you have... Do you have... Do you feel that... I'm going to say yes. I know what your question is. Yes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you feel that your looks have ever held you back or propelled you forward? I don't think they've ever propelled me forward. I've been diplomatic. I was being. Yeah. I, was gonna, I was offering you at both options. All. Um, I've often thought being like, oh, if I could do, like, if I had my stand-up talent and my like just being a nice boy, mm. but look like Zac Efron. Yeah. I'd fucking be selling out arenas. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I think I think in our industry, I don't think it's the same in any other industry, but I think in mm. kind of like entertainment, it's like, because I'll tell you something, right? Maybe this is my own inner saboteur, but mm-hmm. I was doing comedy, doing comedy, doing comedy. And then you get to a point where you're like, right, I won't be on TV, I won't be on TV. I lost two stone mm-hmm. and then I got booked for a TV show. Right. I d- it, it wasn't you... like anyone told me to, but I was just like, oh, isn't that funny? Nothing else has changed. Yeah. And I was just like, isn't that funny? That's You, you connect those two things. You think there's a connection yeah. between those two things. And also, like, not even just, like, with weight stuff. Like, I actually got rejected from a show once because of the way I dress. Because they came to see my show. Right. Whenever I do a solo show, mm-hmm. I get, like, a beautiful outfit because it's like I think it's respect to your audience like, yes is to dress up for them so I've got like this stunning champagne suit lovely it was, um, I was doing venues like the Century Club in London so it was like okay. you know a bit like old cocktail lounge kind yeah. of vibes almost cabaret so I've got like this gold suit but not it wasn't like Vile gold. It was like champagne. Tasteful gold suit. Tasteful what the Tasteful gold suit. And it wasn't like gold. It was yeah. like champagne. It was nothing more than like Joel's been wearing on The Masked Singer. Sure. He looks amazing. And then I wore like a nice white shirt under it and I had um like a really deep burgundy 
belt on and my face and on my head and do whatever. This sounds brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is the best I've ever looked in my head. I really did because I thought, oh, it's got my personality, but I feel like it's not over the top, which yeah. I always get told I am as a camp guy. But also, I was also like, oh, it's not boring. Like, not everyone's just wearing this. And I absolutely smashed the gig. And my agent had got some TV people in. And afterwards, a producer, mm-hmm. who, by the way, I know through friends and stuff and have been out for drinks with, said they were booking for a show and they were like, Stephen's amazing, Stephen's this, da, da. but the way he dresses isn't mm-hmm. right for our show. Right, okay. You go... Well, that's... I don't fucking wear this suit all day, every day. <laughs> I you know, mean, like... it, they did realise you could take it off. Yeah. It yeah. was like, I was like, it, I, it... I couldn't get my head around that one. So stuff like that, I am... That's a really that... bizarre thing for somebody yeah. with any level of cognitive ability to say. Yeah. Isn't so it? I do think stuff does hold you back, like superficial stuff. And I do think shows like Love Island, mm-hmm. even like my beloved Kardashians. And actually, if you've watched stuff like The Real Housewives from season one to season like 14, mm-hmm. and how the look of someone like Kyle, who's been in it from the beginning, has evolved, yeah. like it is. It's like, you know, it's, it's not keeping up with the Joneses. It really is keeping up with the Kardashians. Like, I do think look we've we've become a society where looks matter yeah and and there is a look isn't there now there is yeah. a look like i i i did have a, a glance at some of the past contestants of love island and a lot of the girls look the same and a lot of the boys look the same because there is a look that sort of panned out face <laughs> that sort of ironed face look yeah. the big lip look even it's the way they bizarre. do the car, uh, the makeup, the way, you know. But that's bizarre, isn't it? I find that bizarre because I find uniqueness attractive and and individuality attractive and uh, int- not even just attractive, interesting. I find it interesting. I find people's faces interesting. But to sort of blanket all out, to, f- to sort of polyfiller it all out and then stick some eyebrows on it... <laughs> I find really odd. You can't see what the real person looks like Like, because people don't look like that. Because I've thought before, be like, oh, should I get Botox? Maybe I'll get Botox. It's like, I'm a comedian. I need to move my face. Yeah, you do need to move your face. You need to move um, your face. I mean, I'm not a, I've never been a pretty girl. I've never been pretty. Never. Even as a baby, I was, I was just like, (laughs) like, you'd go, oh, okay, that's an interesting sort of face on a child. Um, I, you know, I've got a big nose. I've got a big gap in my teeth. I've got um, a pointy face. But you have a pointy face. I do have a pointy face. Look. Oh, it's Look my face. Point, got point, yeah. a pointy face. I've got a pointy face. Um, and there have been times when I felt. Uh, uh, I suppose. I suppose there have been times when I wish I'd looked a bit more girly. That makes sense. Yeah, because know that's what, what the normal times I've felt like I wish I looked a bit more laddie. Yeah. Because I'm quite feminine in my features. Are you? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. But you work it. You Thank work you. it. So do yeah. you. Thank you. I remember once turning up to do a, a corporate event and um the organizer saying to me, It's um it's you know, it's it's black tie and frocks for the girls. And I and I <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, I thought, well, that won't be happening. Um, <laughs> and actually, I said to her, I said, if you want, if you want your, if you want your presenter to wear a frock, then you've got the wrong presenter. Good for you, because yeah. it is that thing. Because I used to, do you know, like I wear, I always, I always have difficulty navigating this. What I'm about to say, so jump in at whatever right. I say wrong. But I used to, my whole life, it's not anything new. If I saw a woman's blouse, and when I say woman, I mean like in the women's section, for example, because yeah. it is material, so there's no such thing, etc., etc. This is where I'm having difficulty navigating the conversation. You're doing well. So I would like, but it's like, you know, men's skinny jeans mm. fit me nicely, right? Yeah. Yeah. Men's trousers do. But then I've always preferred the pattern of women's tops. I've preferred like some, I like things like the puffy sleeves and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's that thing of being like, but because I'm not kind of doing it, do you know in that Noel Fielding way where it's at, is it gothy? I don't know. Like, what would you call Noel Fielding? Like, it's slightly gothy. Slightly yeah, gothy. Yeah, like that. Slightly... In, that in that Noel Fielding kind of Russell Brand-esque early noughties way. Yeah. Because it's me doing it and... I'm not good. Then it's like, it kind of blows people's mind. And when I first started in stand-up, loads of people, other comedians who should know better, would always comment on it. Yeah. So then I stopped doing it. And then I what, felt like... What, negative comments? Negative comments on yeah, it? Yeah, just be like, not like, oh, where are you wearing that or whatever? But, well, actually, it was like, oh, why are you wearing that? Or, you know, mm. making it sound like I was wearing it just for stand-up. And I was like, no, no, I've... Oh, you should Wear have seen this. me at uni. This is our dress. Yeah. And then it felt like, because I was always defending myself. And then it was like, then it's like, oh, you're getting rejected for jobs because you're wearing a champagne suit. So then for ages, I went back to just being basic, like white t-shirt, black suit, like everyone else. And I've only just started to come back round. Yeah, good for you. But yeah. only just, and it's, and it's like, I don't blame the people on Love Island. It's obviously the bosses, but it is like, we're shown an aesthetic to what it's supposed to be. And so now we don't celebrate. Difference. In, yeah. Yeah. Or individuality. Individuality. Or just what makes you happy. Like you wear some what makes you comfortable. Do you mm. know, like even if you're walking around in a tracksuit all the time. You know me. I always. Know you so well. But it's yeah. like, I just don't understand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that would be. I think I'd find that horrific turning up on a show like that and being told what to wear if if that's indeed, indeed what they do like being being forced into what to wear. Do you remember I spoke do you remember I told you I got taken to LA once yes. to make a pilot for a show and they dressed me. Yeah. I had a dresser. Yeah. And they dressed me in in a skirt, wasn't it? It was like a leather skirt and like a like a like a sort of booby tuby toppy. Yeah. And I felt so uncomfortable and I should have said something and I didn't, um, but I felt really uncomfortable. And I think I had flashbacks to being a kid, like I say, a sort of weird looking kid, not weird, but you know, not, not, not a pretty child, not a, yeah, not, I'm going to say not a sort of pretty, pretty child. Um, and my mum used to dress me up in skirts and blouses <laughs> and even at the age sort of five, I'd feel so uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. And I think it's just so important to 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 feel comfortable and to look comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Like, on yeah. the back, I always say, I love that way. Because it's days when you sat around, you know, 
in your, in your trunks. But there are days when I go out where it's like, I'm in a baggy T-shirt, I've got my trunks, and it's just like, <laughs> I just need a bit of coverage from the sun. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'd love to see that, and I'd love to see a bit more encouragement for them to have mm-hmm. conversation. Because it's all Have conversations. Like, be a bit different. Like, Don't... why are you picking people? You're picking people. Oh, I really fancy you. I mean, I got to know <laughs> you. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what have you got to know? Let me ask you 10 questions. And this actually, just circling back to what we said at the top, the LGBT logistics, mm-hmm. I can understand what they're saying, right? As in the sense of going, because the way Love Island works is you've got, I think it's like 10 men, 10 women, and you have to couple up. Mm. And if you're not, if you don't get coupled up, that's how people get kicked off and more people get brought in. So if you had LGBT people in, it'd be weird to get that balance. So I understand what they meant. They've just worded it strangely. Yeah. It's meant us that we've been able to go, oh, I'm sorry to be a logistical nightmare. nightmare. (laughs) But I know what they're trying to say is for this format, like, how do we get round it? They mm. could do a whole series that is just a queer series. Well, there is one suggestion because we've had a lot of series where it's all been cis straight people. So there's the other argument. It's just, well, why can't this one be the queer series? That's Putting a, that to one side. That would be, a yeah. That's but there's an other ways to go to do it to make sure there's LGBT voice. They have a spin off show. I've done it. It's called Love mm. Island After Sun brilliant laura hosts it mm. but it's like why not have almost like a queer eye panel do you know yeah. to go right so what's your takeaway how would it be in your community da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. or what about dropping in like a queer person who's got like almost like an you know there's gay psychologists out there mm. get a psych- gay psychologist they could go in and it could be like midway through where it's like, right, we're having a chat now with a gay psychologist or just the psychologist who happens to be gay. And it's like, here's my 10 questions about you. So you, you think you fancy Curtis? Well, what do you know about? Tell me 10 things you know about Curtis. Yeah. Well, then Curtis isn't the right one for you. <laughs> Clearly, you know more about EL. <laughs> Go for real. Do you know, there's yeah. ways of getting a queer voice in there and getting a queer perspective yeah. without having to worry about your format i think i went to the original love island actually now thinking about it back in the day yeah i went to um you'll be aware that in greece there is an island called lesvos oh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that is actually where i met my wife is it (laughs) yeah on the island of lesvos i love that yeah it's um it's uh, it's now you're always on the Isle of Lesbos. <laughs> um, it's got uh, it's got lesbian connections because well, obviously, it's got people who live on people who are from Lesbos are called les- lesbians. They're the islands are called lesbians, is it? Uh, yeah, because they're from Lesbos. Um, and also the Greek uh, um, poet Saf Saf uh, uh, Sappho was from there she she had female lovers who's so Sappho she's um she's poet. A, she's a Greek poet of legend and she had lo- female lovers and that's why Lesbos has got a lesbian connection that's what it is so we went to this island I went to this island I see where what? you're going with this. I do see yeah, where you're going with Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was, it's frequented by gay women a lot, uh, or at least it was. And um, 
Yeah, that's where I met my wife. Just that's really cliched, isn't it? Uh, no, yeah. but there is something about being in the sun and on an island that's sort of nice. And everyone looks sexier in the sun. Yeah, have they you really ever do? Have you ever had a holiday romance? Oh, great question. Yes. <laughs> well, I say romance. I don't know if I was romanced a lot, babes. But I've got two stories here for you. One, I went to Norway and I had a my first threesome. Right. In I Norway? Just tapped the mic. Oh, hello. Um, yeah. In Norway, because I couldn't pick Were you taking up my... the fjords? Well, I'm... <laughs> they went up my fjords. Because um, they're like... Have you ever been to Norway? Yes. They are. Yeah. Stunning. They're like six foot, blonde hair, blue eyes. They all look like Thor. Like they're all <laughs> yeah. like Hollywood tens. Whereas I feel like I'm more of a Manchester six after Naparol spritz, right? Were you, were you Thor after your threesome? Oh my. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never done anything like that in my life. I'm actually quite crude, but I was like, perfect. I ran my friend Riggers straight away afterwards. And she was like, that didn't happen. I went... I'm telling you, I'm going to walk back in and take a picture from both. So I did, and I sent it. Here. And um, um, and then so I had that. And then I also had a holiday romance in France with an American man called Kevin, and that was more of a romance, like oh. he took us for a picnic and stuff. He took you for a picnic. Yeah. Oh, how nice! Did you keep in touch afterwards? No, because I think I broke his heart. Because I was living in France for a year. And so I was like, um, knew, like I knew everything of that year was going to end and then I was going to come back and focus on my career. So it's just having the year of my life and I didn't want to be serious about anything. And he, I think he thought we were going to go into railing or something. Was Kevin older than you? Yeah, only about five years though. But I think at that age, I was 21. So that's five years is a lot there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just... You don't meet many younger people called Kevin as well these days. No, and in France, I was really good because I was yeah. like, it's not even Kevin. Like, yeah. you know, Kevin. Like Karen is Kareen. Mm. It's just, he was just Kevin. Right. <laughs> Sally and Kevin. Yeah, but he took you for a picnic. That's and lovely. you had a holiday romance. Well, that was my uh, wife, yeah. So you and kept yours going. Kept it going, yeah. And when we met, I was living in London. She was living in Holland. And so for 18 months, we had a long-distance relationship. I love yeah. that. Yeah, we kept it going. I don't think I could do long-distance. It, it was tricky. I'm too needy. It, yeah, it was tricky. I'd like to see conversations like this as well on Love Island as well. Do you know where it is? Like, I'm very... Like, when I got with my rich, I mm. was, like, very frank where I'm like, I don't want kids. Yeah. Uh, I want to be in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. But I probably won't love you seven days a week. I'll probably love you like five or six days a week. That's good going. I think that's a good uh, stat on that. And one day a week, I'll be like, why does he still bite his fingernails? Yeah. He's 30 fucking six. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I want to see a bit more of this. Like, if you're looking for love, talk about what you're looking for. Yeah. And understand that it's deeper than... It's going to last longer than admin. I love you when your six-pack's gone. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Will you still love me when my six-pack's gone? For fuck's sake. Yeah. Because it will go eventually. It'll just turn into a little barrel. And I think it'd be really interesting to do like an 
older Love Island. I think so too. Do you know people that have all maybe the maybe the um the twist I mean, how old? everyone's divorced. No, just maybe you've just have to have done your first marriage. So what anything after your first marriage? That's so like really twenty seven plus. Yeah. Do you know what? That's a really good idea. Because also it's like the other thing is why why it's all young is like some people that are in the happiest marriages have like a ten year age difference. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's 27 years with 37 years, 37, 47, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd, prime example. How old's Ken? Ken must be Jurassic. There's a 16 year age gap. He's okay. like in his 70s and she's in her 60s. That doesn't add up. But the, yeah, there's a big age gap. There's a 13 year age gap between my and my, me and my other half. See? Yeah. Who's the oldest? Uh, she's the oldest. Oh. Yeah. And then, so it's like, that would be interesting as well. Like, that's very interesting. Like, imagine doing because it. Because you like, have conversations. Yeah. Even if you just slag it off your first marriage. <laughs> yeah. You'd have some history. I think you've, I think you've hit on an, uh, an idea there. I think that's a really good idea. Like like the second half of life. My, I could take my book along. Back to the goddamn book. The toilet book. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't you think it's a good idea of going... Because also, I think when you've been married and then not married anymore, you're probably more... <laughs> um, clued up on what you actually want and where you can compromise and what you can't compromise about and totally. all that would be so interesting and so the only rule should be there should not be an age limit at all yeah the only rule should be you have to have been married once love island second time around love island oh my god yeah I'd this time it's for reals with a z oh um, my god yeah we'll host it i'll host you narrate or do you want to host and i'll narrate um, do I still get to go? Aw- would it would it still be in like if you New York narrate or wherever it, it is? You're actually away the whole time because right, you have to okay. narrate as you go. Okay. If you host. Would it, it you still just be? Would it still be on a sort of beautiful Mediterranean island? I think it should be like yeah, but maybe not where they do the Love Island now. But maybe it should be like somewhere. Do you know like on the or, Spanish Sea where they have like a Shirley's bar, like a Shirley Temples? Yeah, yeah, like that vibe. Or or because it is Love Island second time around, the, ex- the, ex- the expectation has dropped somewhat. So it's just maybe like a centre parks in Suffolk, you know, like a forest holiday. I think give them a bit of some, babe. They've just been through a divorce. Okay, fair enough. All right. I think that would be really interesting. And then for a clanger, you yeah. always have someone who's been, everyone's been divorced once, but you find that person that's been divorced twice. Or more, yeah. Yeah. The serial divorcer. Yeah. I'd totally watch that. Yeah. I'd totally watch that. So, babe, let's talk about the husband. Okay. Okay. Well, this is interesting then, this week, because my husband this week, actually, I have gone for complete surface looks. Go on. Um, it was somebody who came around to quote for some scaffolding work. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <get> and, <laughs> and, um... It, an absolute, it, 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 oh, just a bit of, bit of rough, Stephen. Like, he's really handsome. Every now and again, you do need a bit of rough, you know. Yeah, but I tell you what, he, he texted very eloquently. Um, really? Yeah. Did he say stuff like, and, uh, did he say stuff like, um, I'll be able to get that work done, alas, I won't be able to start till April. <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Along, alas. Yes, along yeah. those lines. Yeah, he was uh, very hard. Um, 
And I don't often find a neck tattoo or indeed throat tattoo attractive. Oh, I way. do. I but do. I, yeah, I thought, oh, no, I'd go for that. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, the quote was too high, so our You'll relationship never see him is, again. No, our relationship's had to end. Do you not barter? Do you not go, do you know what? You've got the job book. Can we do it for this? No, you know me by now, Stephen. This oh my is not, God, how do you get is, anything done? Nothing, I don't, you know Honest me. Honest to God. You know. So your husband of the week, who are we looking at? So I, I'm I'm struggling between two. So should I okay. say them both? <laughs> well, sounds like your Norway trip all over again. <laughs> okay, maybe I could have both <laughs> for this episode. Yeah. So Kem Ketanay, do you know who that is? No. So they were in Love Island and they were one of the most decent men that has ever come out with it. Right. And he's absolutely gorgeous as well. Okay. My other one Mm. is Eyal Booker because even though also from Love Island, also absolutely gorgeous, Mm. gorgeous curly hair. And then when he straightens it, does something funny to me. But (laughs) what I will say about Eyal is having worked with him... Spent a bit of time with him, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh my god, I've got a stutty nose. Um, <laughs> on um, by the way, on a ranch in Arizona. Yeah. In that gorgeous light. Um, what I will say about Al is, even though a lot of them on Love Island come across as vacuous, it did make me remember that whole "Don't judge a book by its amazing six-packed cover," right. because he was very interesting actually. okay yeah 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 did he know so, you were interested in him i mean probably probably and yeah. oh my god get this get this get this mm. he goes out with lisa rinner from the real housewives of beverly hills daughter wow that's like reality yeah. tv royalty i always message him being like get us get get rinner to do us a video message get rinner to promote our tour he yeah doesn't, he doesn't still. one day he will yeah. When he listens to this podcast. Yeah. He'll do he'll it out know. of shame. He'll do it out of shame. Yeah. Lovely. It's the only way we'll get anything because we yeah. can't rely on our six packs. I tell you, I can rely on my six pack. It's just you can't see it yet. It's there. It's there. It's We've just all waiting got to one. be. It's very much waiting to be discovered. The thing is, I'm going for more of a Kardashian body. Like, I've got a good bum. I've got good junk. Every boyfriend I've ever had mm-hmm. is obsessed with my bum. Right, okay. Obviously gay men, but mm. they like spank it and shit and they like to like wobble it. It's really interesting. <laughs> it was quite like fat fetish men. <laughs> oh, what a perfect note to end this episode on. If Well, you know me. Always Thank bring you. in the high yeah. to high yeah. brow. Absolutely. Thank you and spank you. <laughs> 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 Thank you and spank you. And to everyone out there, Zoe and I are awfully terrible. Sorry for being logistically difficult today. Yes, I'm sorry. We're, we're all, we're just so queer. It's, uh, we're hard to handle. I think I, I've been logistically difficult today because my headphones have been pushing onto my glasses because I've mm-hmm. not been long out of bed. Yeah. And it's been causing me to have a bit of a, a little... Yeah. You know. Maybe that, maybe that's what they were referring to then. Maybe that's what the producers were referring to uh, on Love Island. You are just yeah. logistically difficult because your sinuses refuse to um, behave properly. 
Pop, pop my mouth just refused to It's because I can't, you know, I've got, um, I do get regularly blocked noses. So mm-hmm. obviously I won't be able to give anyone a gobble on the TV because I can't breathe through my nose. We always end on a gobble. We always end on a gobble. What, do you want, we can end on a tit wank if you want. Okay, let's do that for, for a change. <laughs> Take your love drains and go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the filth that is. Let's talk about the husband. See you next time, babies. That feels like what Curtis would say. Doesn't it? A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. Come gutters. Oh, oh, Stephen. Come gutters. Stop saying come gutters. (laughs) What should I call him? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.